This is Bono from Outcast Kings, and you're listening to the Shattered Order Podcast. You're listening to the Shattered Order Podcast. Looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting? You found the podcast you're looking for. Hey, we don't serve their kind here. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. He doesn't like you. And Wind Killer Inc. I don't like you either. You just watch yourself. We wanted men. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead! This week, we asked you if you had any questions, and you answered our question with other questions because it was a really badly worded poll. So today, we'll answer them. And more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 51st episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. What is up? Well, there's a lot of stuff up, actually. It's been, you know, pretty exciting week. Uh, I'm actually awake so this is a good thing because <laughs> if you're on the Discord channel, you may or may not be aware that this podcast was supposed to be recorded two nights ago and some slacker fell asleep and uh, I'm not going to point was, fingers at who that was. It must have been super deep because, man, I called you, Skyped you, texted you. I, I think I tried like six different ways and I'm like, nope, he's probably out like a light. Well... I vaguely remember my phone ringing, but I was freaking exhausted beyond belief. And yeah, like I, I think I looked at my phone and immediately went right back to sleep. <laughs> it's all good, man. We're here now. All People right. can wait a few days. That's true. Even if it doesn't seem like it in Discord. Um, <laughs> real quick, uh, we need to answer the most important question of the week. What are you drinking? What am I drinking? Well, here's the thing. I almost wasn't going to drink anything because I went to the Diamondbacks game last night. And uh, let's just say I don't remember (laughs) a lot of the end of the night. So I do remember they lost. And uh, yeah. So uh, this all day today was drinking water and eating food and trying to feel better. And I... Right before we started recording, I'm like, do I want to drink alcohol? It's not making me feel nauseous to even think about anymore. So I think I'll have some. uh, (laughs) I'm drinking some sangria. So nice. That's a good choice. Yeah. It's it's like drinking fruit juice. It's better. I actually have Dos Dos Equis staring at me. Uh, I've already had a few (laughs) before, but I've got one that I'm drinking on now. One that I'll crack open here in a few minutes, probably. So. Yeah, I'm feeling nice. pretty good. 
That's my usual. I usually have uh, two bottles on the desk with me when we start. I'm nice. like, huh? If I'm not going to get up for an hour and a half, there needs to be a mini fridge in here or at least another beer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, real quick. Awesome. So I'm sure people have missed us talking about football. So I'm going to ask you a football <laughs> question real quick before we get into Star Wars. Hit me. Fantasy, I love football. Fantasy football, my dynasty league. I traded LaShawn McCoy and Devontae Parker for Todd Gurley. Thoughts? And how old's LaShawn now? He'll be 29 next month. Huh? Not too bad then. I know Gurley's what? 23? Yes. So, I'd say that's pretty good, considering uh, he's about to hit that magic running back age in a year anyway. Really good. And if he wasn't, if LaShawn didn't do well this year, you wouldn't have been able to make that trade. So, probably a good thing. Yep, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, not too bad. Cool. Well, I that's, like it. that's the football for the day. What's next? <laughs> What's next? We did a poll along with our questions for the podcast just to see kind of uh, how people did with getting Thrawn when the legendary event was here. So... I got 52 responses, but I don't think everyone really understood what I was going for with the responses because I was trying to get it. So if seven, if you got seven star, you'd click on the five star, the six star and the seven star. Basically, go click as many as far as you got. But uh, you'll see why I think it didn't go that way during the poll. <laughs> Three people didn't unlock him out of the 52. That number is really low. Surprising to me. Yeah. So, most of these people were definitely here playing when the marquee events for these characters were out. They had to have been. Because I don't think anyone that didn't do the marquee events would have been able to unlock him. Yeah, that's probably true. Unless they spent some money. Yes, true, there. Uh, 24 out of the 52 at least got 5-star Thrawn. So if you add 24 plus 3, that's 27 out of 52. So somewhere these numbers don't add. But 17 people got him at 6 stars. And then 20 people got him at 7 stars. So once again, numbers not adding up. If 17 people got him at 6 star and the poll went the way I thought it would, there would have only been 17 possible seven stars. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't really know what numbers to believe here, but it does look like at least 20 people got them to seven star out of 52. So I think that's a number we can definitely lean on. The number of people got them seven star and the people that did not unlock. Yes, exactly. And by that number, that's only five off from half of them. Yeah, five or six. So, I mean, that's it's, just, it's a higher number than I thought it would be. Yeah, I'm surprised that many people got them to seven star. That was a little surprising to me. Yep, for sure. Sorry, I'm dropping crayons. Dang kids. Yeah, crayons everywhere. <laughs> what did you get them to? Did you end up getting the six star? I did end up getting the six star. So, uh, I ended up using Ezra in my Jedi team in arena. Mm-hmm. 
and I took him to gear 10. Mm-hmm. And basically, once yeah. I took him to gear 10 and put mods on him, that six-star event was so easy. Uh, I basically just kept using Hera's assistability and using, you know, calling in Ezra. And then his special would just completely wipe out the Death Troopers. And it was so easy with that guy. Um, so the real, that brings up another question going off gearing of Phoenix. Have you gotten... Sabine to five star yet? Uh, no. I'm close. I think I'm 11 <laughs> shards away. Yeah, I got mine there today, and I tried the event once when I had a little free time earlier in the night or in the day, and it is not going to work at gear seven on all of those guys. So oh, I'm going right. to have to gear up a little bit because holy smokes, I barely got past wave one with all of them gear seven. And, wow. uh, then they just destroyed me in, in the second tier on that. And there's three tiers. So, uh, if I want my stun cuff furnace and three Zetas, I'm gonna have to do some work. So, well, Ezra is a monster, so he's a pretty good choice to gear up if you want to go that route. Absolutely. And he's one of the few that fit in other teams since he's a Jedi and everything. Yeah. Uh, quick side tangent. Um, I really think we don't allow I'm, those here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think if I'm rating characters to farm for just for like a new player, Ezra is probably my top player to grind from Cantina. You can use nice. him in three of the events. He's an unbelievable attacker. He hits super hard. He can double tap on his basic. He is a fantastic character. I never realized how good he was to us our gear. And mine's only gear 10. And, I mean, he's he's kicking ass. And you're loving him. Yeah. Very nice. happy. So, if you don't have the guy and you're a newer player and you're short like a Jedi or a Rebel or whatever, Ezra's the man. He's only an 8 energy uh, farm from Cantina, so he's super easy to farm. And his gear's really not that bad. Not easy, but not that bad. Well, he'll definitely be the one to gear up for me to beat that bonus tier if he doesn't take, you know, stun cuffs and a furnace to get him to a place where I beat it, or else it's not worth it to me. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I beat it. I got a stun cuff and a furnace. Too bad I used it to get them. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a good point. But so we shall see. But Thrawn, 20 people out of 52, not too bad. A lot, lot higher than I thought. Uh, yeah, I was very surprised by that number. Absolutely. Can I go on another so tangent? So now, hit us. Take us off the rails. So, seven-star Thrawns. I've been using my Jedi team in Galactic War. And it's been so easy. However, I ran into a team. It was... The person's name is VA Valor. And they're using a Tarkin lead with Darth Nihilus, Thrawn, Death Trooper, and General Kenobi. That team kicked my ass like five straight times before I finally, like found a route to go to actually beat it and I still lost several characters. I think I lost three characters. And like I had all my abilities off cooldown and it was freaking ridiculous. 
I was super <laughs> impressed with how well that team works. So, you know, if you're trying to figure out what to do with Thrawn and Veers, that might not be a bad idea because it seems to be pretty effective. Hmm. Thoughts for me once uh, I can actually get him at seven star. Yeah. I thought you might find that interesting because nice. I know you're all about the Veers there for a while. Yeah. It was an interesting... All about the Veers for a little while, and then I used them. Didn't want to gear them. <laughs> no, I love him. I swear, he's he attacks really hard. Like Empire teams now, whenever there's an event, I'll use Vader lead Palpatine and uh, Vader lead Palpatine Tie Fighter pilot, and then I'll throw in Veers and Death Trooper, and those two together are hitting for 10k every time they shoot so nice i really want to make a team with them of all troopers having them all shoot like that but after clone doing my clones for two months the idea of gearing up an entire team again is not something i want to do for a while yeah it's tough (laughs) yeah it's rough rough so this week in star wars galaxy of heroes no new updates. Like, literally nothing. Wah, wah. There was one one thing new on the forums, and that was the update to the event calendar. And that wasn't even anything to get excited about. The only thing that... There was another post that happened this week that was kind of weird, though. And it was that the game had disappeared from the Google Play Store for a complete half a day. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, for that half a day, basically, if, since it wasn't in the store, you weren't able to buy anything out of it. So those people that were... It's a good thing this happened after the Thrawn event, because if those people were scrambling at the end to try to get Thrawn on the last day and they couldn't even buy shards, they would not have been happy. Oh, oh <laughs> come on. You should know EA's not going <laughs> to put themselves in a position to miss money like that, not during an event. There was no chance of that happening. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they weren't going to do something that would cause outrage. Oh, no. That. You, you can count on them not missing an opportunity to make money and pissing people off. That's kind of... Those are safe assumptions. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, so, we do that, too, so I'm not judging. No, no. Of course not. <laughs> Event calendar. So that updated event calendar. The calendar was updated until July 9th. So through the first week or so, or week and a half of July. But no new information was added besides Omega Battles in the first weekend of July. Yay. So. Need those. (laughs) Glad we know about those now. Assault Battles, Places of Power is this weekend. So... The first run-through has already ended and reset, and there's another one now going on. And if it's anything like the last event, Assault Battle, you'll be able to get a third with about that is correct. six hours yep. to try tomorrow. So Don't make sure you're that. doing all your uh, runs. And if you're having trouble with this, there's one thing you can do to make it not hard, and that is level up Nihilus. Oh, I thought you were going to say Zeta Kylo. <laughs> No. Either well, I mean, that us. works too, but I mean, <laughs> you don't even need a Zeta. Oh, if you just gear up yeah. Nihilus, I swear, the first time this came around, 
someone told me I couldn't beat it and someone was like, well, just gear up Nihilus. He doesn't have to be that high. So I geared him up to gear eight, threw him in with mods, and I beat every tier. Wow, so, nice. <laughs> I've been doing it that way ever since. Just wait to use Annihilate till that last uh, that last tier and Annihilate Yoda and be happy as you beat the tier. That's a pretty good idea. Never thought about that. Yeah, and plus, Darth Nihilus is super good. easy to gear, so that's a pretty mm-hmm. sound strategy. For sure, and it's... It, as easy as he is to gear, it's really easy to gear him to gear eight. So it's oh, yeah. really not that big of an investment to be able to beat assault battles, places of power. So cool. I wish they two would two more refreshes on that. I wish they would add mods to all of the assault battles. They did on the Force Moon event. I wish they'd do it with, you know, the places oh, of right. power, military might, and all the other ones, but hopefully that's something we'll see in the future. I'm thinking we probably will, and maybe they forgot on this one. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. But they do. It seemed like it was going to be the th- new thing going forward, but who knows? Well, they do give you ship blueprints and character shards, and they they finally got that fixed. So, like, I got Rex with <laughs> Rex's ship this time. That was awfully nice. Instead of you know getting Rex with five ship and the way it was jacked up there for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually I got Rex. Also, it's pretty stoked. Nice. Since I'm farming his ship, that worked for me. Last event, super exciting. Droid smuggling this week on the 26th. Yeah, so, so exciting. That thing you knew was going to be here this week, now you know the date. You, you so know don't get excited just... on the 26th when you think the credit heist is there yeah. because it's just droid smuggling. Well, you know when they do this. They just love not putting credit heist in there. Just drive people crazy. Yeah, exactly. It's they're both both events are supposed to be non scheduled, right? So why do they put the schedule for one in and not no the credit idea. heist? Uh, Confuses me. I don't know. I was on the uh, Facebook one of the Facebook things for Galaxy Heroes, kind of scrolling around, and I seen somebody make mm-hmm. a post about running out of training droids. I was like, that's a thing? Like, who does that? And apparently How that is that actually a thing for newer players. Who'd have thunk it? Ah, uh, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm, uh, I picked up that DC Legends game that's about the same as Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes to play when I'm bored. And, uh, I'm low level on it, and I definitely don't have any of their training droids. It's crazy. So, so I can see that in this game, too. Uh, when is that podcast coming? When is that one? Well, I haven't played it for three days, so probably never. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I'd ask. I just blip, downloaded it one day and played it two <laughs> days straight and dropped it again. So nothing's pulled me in like this game. Gotcha. It's kind of crazy. Fair enough. But it came from Reddit, is not dead for another episode in a row. Yay! So, uh, it's good on that. I see a the bar for the win. Cap Gasp. <laughs> Cap Gasp, no new changes to places of power from the last time it came around. I wondered when I wrote this on our notes what he meant by that. And now it makes sense with what you said earlier about the mod uh, rewards and all that kind of stuff. So. Ah, that must yes. have been what people were asking about. So yeah. Nothing's changed. Nice connecting of the dots there. I did not do that. Oh, no, man. I, that was my favorite game as a kid. No, it's good stuff. 
<laughs> Nothing like seeing a bunch Top of hat. dots on a paper that turn into a giraffe. Yay. Right? My favorite was, that looks like nothing, and now it's a boat. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> or you ever try to make the dots into something that it's not supposed to be? Oh, yeah. That's the whole point. <laughs> and like, I know this is supposed to be a lion, but I'm going to turn it into a hippo. Hmm. You just watch me. Lion to hippo might be kind of tough. If I ever see one again, I'm going to live stream it as I make it a hippo. Oh, that would be exciting. <laughs> live stream on the uh, Shattered Order uh, YouTube. Perfect. Dan Draws. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> nice. So, Top Hat, this kind of goes with what we were talking about earlier with the Google Play Store disappearing and we're trying to figure out we're trying to connect some more dots here and wonder if this is why but an image surfaced on Google Play Store from the Google Play Store advertising double drops on nodes with Phoenix Squad members from the 22nd to the 30th Yay! so someone's Google Play Store said we were going to get double drops for 8 days from the 22nd to the 30th awesome. now the 22nd was the initial day we were going to record this podcast so we'd already be 2 days into double drops if this was wow. a real thing that's awesome but Top Hat came back and said that had made it into the store and couldn't be changed no double drops were coming up would have started today Dates were changed to the ones that already happened 6-8 to 6-10, three days. Sorry for the confusion. You know what? I was super stoked to have double drops for three days. And now that I know that it was originally eight days, I'm confused and sad. It's weird. Like, <laughs> I really appreciate the honesty from Top Hat. Yes, for sure. But... This is a little bizarre. I mean, they moved it up a couple weeks, so we got to do it a little bit earlier. But they knocked off five days of double drops. I mean, was this was Thrawn supposed to be coming later? Or did they do this just that, so that we would get the double drops for Thrawn? Because they said Thrawn was coming in June. But in this other case... The announcement, at least, right? Yeah. So, like, maybe they had... Double Drops and Thrawn plan to go together, like, at the very end of the month, but they moved it up. Like, I don't know. This mm -hmm. is... This just seems really weird. Well, it's kind of crazy. Well, it can give you a good uh, idea of how much their schedule changes, you know? Because that... The 22nd wasn't that far off. Yeah. It was only three weeks from when they actually changed it to... Like, two weeks from the change... Because they changed, introduced all the uh, Phoenix characters into spots and started double drops. You know, so I just that thought was the eighth to the twenty second. That was only like two weeks difference. So that's how quickly their schedule can change. I wish I would have thought about this before the podcast because I would love to run the math on it. I would like to know what the shard totals would have been. You know, if you were doing say two Cantina refreshes a day. And then using double drops, like where you would be at as far as farming all the characters, you could all you could obviously get all the shipment characters to seven star by then if you had saved up currency for sure. But as far as getting like Hera and Ezra from Cantina, 
I kind of wonder if you've been able to get both of them to seven stars by the end of this event with the eight days of double drops. And mm-hmm. that would have just really cut down on people spending to get them Back leveled prices. up to get the seven yeah. star Thrawn. Like, I wonder how much that played into it. Could be, you know, because uh, if you could, if you, if all you had to do was wait and you could have got a seven star, I'm sure half the people that were spending probably wouldn't have. Yep. That's so. kind of my thoughts. So, I mean, financially, that was probably a really smart move. But letting that slip out that it was supposed to be eight days of double drops, like, eh, come on. Like, mm. like get, go ahead and give us I don't think there the, was much uproar about it, but I'm kind of surprised about that. I mean, if they were going to originally do eight days and that was the reason, was because, you know, made it easier to get seven star Thrawn, go ahead and give us the other five days now. We could use it. Like, I would have no idea yeah, that. Because I want seven star Thrawn eventually. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> and I'm not going to be salty if I get them now. Yep. So, so anyway, that was just weird. Interesting. Yeah, it was weird. I saw that this week and I'm like, eight days. That's not what we got. Yeah. <laughs> and then the only well, other there's thing. There's another mess. Which came from. It came the from forum? the forum. <laughs> it's like there's an echo. Now you're supposed to say echo. I know, right? We're, God. we're just talking uh, over each other. <laughs> uh, Cozy Spoon mentioned quote barring any unexpected business we hope to have more news to share next month and that was regarding new content so cross your fingers a month really this is see, this is what uh, this made me mad when i read it and still makes me mad what are we getting until then nothing or are they going to give us another new character which I don't want. <laughs> well, next month could I want literally something be to next, play. next week. Like, next Saturday, they could announce something. With it being next month. Like... Mm-hmm. Do you think it will be? Do you no, think it will be the abso- beginning of the month? Absolutely not. But you never know. I'm just because, trying to be optimistic here. Because is this really the full quote from him? Because I thought the quote was about a month. See, I thought he was saying, in a month, you'll find out. Uh, I don't no. know. Didn't know uh, it I said mean, next th- month. This part was actual quote, direct quote. I mean, there was a little bit more where he said "Hey" to whoever he was responding to or whatever. But yeah, that was okay. So there's a little better quote. hope from the way that I thought I was reading it from what it actually is. If it's yeah. a, if it's two weeks from now, cool. If we have to wait a whole another month, a there's going to have to be something in there. To make people happy, and the only something I could see introduced is another character. Yeah. And while I love new characters, like we talked about last week, we need new content. So, yep. For I'm sure. excited to hear this news, and I am waiting week after week for something to come out. And, and I uh, will be exuberant and excited. When we get to talk about it on this podcast, and well, uh, maybe we will next, let all of it out. Maybe next month when they announce something, we'll be able to get Jesse or somebody on to kind of talk about it. Hopefully, we'll totally. See, we'll see That'd what we fun. can do about that. And if you know people want to ask Jesse to come on and talk about it, you know, hey, go for it. <laughs> for sure. Uh, what's next? 
So next we got listener questions. Yay! These are the best. Yes. We've managed to go through the not news that we had in 26 minutes. So gives us a little bit of time for these questions now. Making good pace. I asked for questions from Shattered Order Guild for our guild and the podcast community discord. And you guys answered. So thank you for that. One thing I wanted to say is if you're waiting for me to answer or us to answer any questions you've thrown in there about Thrawn, I did not add them to these only because I don't know enough about him right now to answer them. And I don't want to give out bad advice. So that's my reason. Perfect. Yeah, we we are not whales, so our thrones are lacking, and we typically is- like to experience stuff before we actually give suggestions. However, there is some cool stuff out there. I know McMull had a super awesome video as far as Phase 3 using Thrawn. There's some good stuff out there on some ways to use him, but we will save some of our thoughts till we get to at least use him a little bit. Yep, exactly. Um, in my case, until I even activate him. So, <laughs> he's still got the flashing screen on there on my character screen. I've got more. You want to unlock me or no? Not I, right now. I activate everyone now. Now that they fixed the whole bronzium shard thing, like I went through one day just like activating people like crazy, and people were like, "Wow, what are you doing?" I was oh, like, "I remember that." Yeah, <laughs> it said you activated like. 19 seven stars in a row is crazy. Yeah, that was fun. I'm just going to wait till like three months after the Thrawn events happened and then unlock him in the middle of the day. So everyone's like, what the hell? What just happened? Is Thrawn back? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, one thing I would like to mention is to say congrats to our guild because there was a lot of seven star General Kenobi activations today. Yes, I am super stoked. I'm not. I don't care yet. I'll care next raid. You know? I know. Next raid for you. It's okay. Sometimes things happen. And we won't talk about that because that doesn't make you happy. I was in a bad mood one day. <laughs> it's all good. So congrats to our guild and all you guys for unlocking General Kenobi. We finally... Not unlocking. Getting him to 7 star. So big accomplishment. Heck Great yeah. job. Very exciting. So we got two sections of questions. We have regular questions, and uh, I'll just call them other questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, first question: what What's the best way to split farming between Cantina nodes and mods? What do you do? Well, it kind of depends on where I'm at. Uh, since I just recently switched to Jedi, Ezra was super important to that team, so I've been farming Ezra. Now that I'm done with him, I will farm Hera some so that she'll be ready for next time Thrawn returns. But other than that, you know me, I'm a mod guy. I love mods. I have a hard time not farming mods. So uh, I, I typically go all in on one or the other. Now, if if I was a newer player, I would probably do like 70% mods, 30% cantina, something like that. Uh, just to kind of get a little bit of balance and still be farming characters. But yeah, I like to go all one direction. What about you? Well, I like that idea too. Cause it, for newer players, cause it's, it's more, 
it's more rewarding now than it was if you tried that at low level yes. before, right? Absolutely. Because now you know if I use my noon energy every day on mods and the rest of my energy on character shards, you know you're at least going to get five, right? Yep. So that's, that's the way I, I look at it. So what I used to do, before the new characters I wanted in the cantina came out, I was just going after mods and I was doing a different mod set every week. So oh, I'd yeah. go from Sunday to Saturday farming one set and then I'd switch to another set and then I'd farm a week of that and then I'd move to another one or back to another one that I wanted and I'd do it that way. And basically what happened is if there's a character that comes out that I want, then I will go farm that until I got it and then I'll go back to mods. Because I feel like I have a good enough inventory of mods that are decent to complete like events and anything yep. that comes along totally that I'm okay. But I'm always searching for the best mods, so oh, that's why I'll farm them for a week straight. Totally and, agree. Uh, you seem to get probably... <laughs> these numbers are terrible, but I seem to get probably three to four pretty decent ones in a week of farming. Yeah. So... It works out. And yeah. I just get a lot of extra money for from selling them all. So it's amazing the I amount do. of credits you can get from selling mods. Like all your gray ones, if they're not like some of those prime mods, get rid of them. Uh, if you have a question mm-hmm. on which ones to keep or whatever, go back and listen to my little solo cast on mods <laughs> from a couple weeks ago. It was like 15 minutes long. But I kind of cover all mm-hmm. that stuff. You can actually check the show notes also, and it kind of gives you an overview of everything that I kind of look at and all the important stuff regarding mods. Absolutely. So the next question is one I think that you would do better to answer since you have been playing a lot with Ezra this week. Yes. And the question was... Compare Jedi Knight Anakin versus Ezra in a Jedi Arena team. Well, last week somebody asked this question in our Discord channel, and my answer was, you know, I have a hard time getting rid of Jedi Knight Anakin because he has the AoE, he gains turn meter, he gives offense up, he's super awesome. And I was like, I can also see the... Like, I could see the argument for Ezra, but I wasn't really sold on it. Like, I'd done a little bit of theory crafting in my head with Ezra, but I went and talked to McMull and a couple others who have actually been using Ezra in their arena team. And they're like, you know, he hits like a truck. Like, he, you know, he's awesome. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll take their word on it. So I started gearing him up. Like I mentioned earlier, he's at gear 10 right now. I just got him seven star today. But I've been using him all week in my arena team. And if you're only going to use one, I think Ezra is generally going to be the way to go instead of Jedi Knight Anakin. For the fact that Anakin's AoE can actually be a detriment to him whenever Mm -hmm. you have all these teams with General Kenobi that are all countering. And when you're dealing with Rex leads because he has a pretty high crit chance, so he's just going to end up giving turn meter to people. So yeah, Ezra fifty percent turn meter on everyone would not be yeah ideal. No, not good. And something else that's nice about Ezra, he calls in an assist. His assist move is super awesome, and 
his basic double taps. And what's cool about his assist ability, so he calls someone in to attack, and then he assists them, which means he uses his basic, so he can actually he can double attack. tap. I've seen him doing that in the Flash event all the time, and I didn't really bother to think too hard about it, but that makes sense now. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And then he has a debuff, or sorry, a dispel. Dispel. And yeah, that's if even he doesn't awesome. dispel with that ability, he gains 50% turn meter and the cooldown's reduced on it, which just speeds him up. And that's his strongest attack. I mean, that thing, you know... Yeah, that thing's tough. Yeah, it it hits like a truck, especially if it's not like a tank. If you're hitting, you know, like a chariot or a, a Palpatine or something, I mean, it's nothing to see that hit for 28 to 30k when he has offense up, which he typically mm-hmm. will on a Jedi team. So yeah, for sure. For the concentrated damage of Ezra, I think it's worth giving up Kenobi for sure. Now Kenobi or not Kenobi, Anakin. Anakin obviously has a couple advantages in that he does the buff immunity and he does the heal immunity. So if those are two things that are pretty important, he can be super useful on your team. But all in all, I think Ezra has to win. So I think the main point is, depending on who you're going up against, right? You can switch them out for what... Absolutely. The best return between the two, depending on who you're fighting. So if you were going to fight a Rex, you wouldn't put in Anakin, just put in Ezra. Or if you were going to fight someone that wasn't Rex, where he could give you better better return for the no, de- the no uh, buffs or buff immunity and you know, healing immunity, then you'd want him. So yep. I guess it just kind of depends on who... You're fighting at the time, t- 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 time. So if you have them both leveled up and geared, then it's kind of a kind of a one or the other. But if you were trying to pick who to gear, you'd probably say Ezra first, right? Yeah, I would definitely say Ezra first, just because of how many teams he fits in. With him being Rebel and Jedi, uh, mm-hmm. he's yeah, he would definitely be my choice. Sweet. All right. Well, next question. Do you think the lack of new content news is bad sign for development progress, meaning they are having issues with the content or that playtesting results are poor? Good question. I, question. I feel like it was definitely going to be announced at EA Play somehow. Now, whether that was pushed back because it's not ready or pushed back because they just didn't have time to announce it then, I don't know. But I would think if it was the latter that they would have announced it already on their forums somehow. So I don't know what's going on there. There has to be something where they are finishing up their playtesting. That's my guess. So it might be a bad sign. I don't think it's like the end of the world or end times like this may never come out type of deal, but mm-hmm. they're probably with everything that's been going on in the community lately, they're probably polishing it as much as they can. That would be my guess. Yeah. I, I I mostly agree with you. It's, I don't necessarily think it's a bad sign or anything. I just think it's really weird. I mean, it's, so they announced that there was going to be new content. There was the leak, and then we never heard anything about new content. So, 
I really don't know if it's August all over again, where they're trying to keep from saying that it's going to be something and then it end up getting changed, or I, I don't know what the deal is. I mean, there's been, I've heard people talking about, I don't know how accurate this is, so I kind of hate saying it, but as far as, you know, the money that this game brings in is pretty huge and that they've added more developers on the team and to help streamline this stuff. So I don't know, maybe it's something to do with weaving those people in and getting everything going. I, I don't know. It's yeah, it, it's hard to say it's without having more information. Yeah, for sure. I guess we'll find out as time goes on. Maybe they might not tell us anything, but we will find out within a month what the new stuff is. So something to look forward to. And uh, let's see. I'm going to skip to this question here because it kind of relates to what we were just talking about. Since the game's release in November 2015, what has been the worst and best PR Uh move by EA? I can list three bad PR moves yes. right off the top of my head. And the first one is pre-ca- pre-crafted gear. Yes. So allowing everyone to pre-craft gear and then when it was be able to be used to put it on their team immediately while everyone else's was changed and they had to spend weeks and weeks catching up to everyone else in arena. That didn't go over well. When mods were introduced... Having with the stats that they did with the drop rate they did, and suddenly dropping the drop rate and putting it down to what 10 to 20 percent or whatever we thought it was, mm-hmm. as opposed to the 100 it started out with, that was bad. Yep. And the most recent one, what was I thinking of the third one? August. Maybe it was Nutini. Oh. oh, that's what it was. Nutini is pretty bad, but August. For the raid, when it was supposed to come out in August and it got pushed back two months, that did not go over very well either. Those are some of the worst. Yep. Another one was the whole, you know, people getting mad about the pricing. I think, was it Nihilus or was it Krennic? The pricing. When Krennic came out, I think it was the first one that was like $12.99 for six shards or whatever it was. That was pretty bad. There were a lot of bad ones. So Seems the real like question is, every three what are the best they ones? One. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and now best—that's that's the tough one, you know. I think that one of the best ones was when they introduced guilds. That went over really well. Yes, Made my did. enjoyment of this game about exponentially one hundred times better than it was before. We'll kind of get into meet an everyone on and that play question later too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. We can get back to it then. So I guess we'll go move on to this next question right well, here and go back to the other ones in a second. So hold on. Uh, okay. There was another good PR one, and ah, shit, it's escaping me. Um, I think the whole R two thing was handled really well, and there was something else that was earlier this year that they handled just insanely well. Uh, the quality of life update. Quality of life, yes, thank you. 
That one was real good, that, for sure. That Especially was one of those the things. The introduction that, of it using the game changers, the implementation, that was really, really good. Yes. that I mean, that's one thing where they really gave the impression that they were listening to the community and just knocked an update out of the park. Mm-hmm. And even just reversing on the original bad choice to move mods to not 100% drop rate and then move them back yeah, for sure. to 100%. So happy with that too. Yep, absolutely. So the question I was going to ask next is, what is the lifespan of Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes and how will it end? I don't mm. think that I can predict this, to be honest, because I don't think that the there has been much decline, if any, in this game since it came out. And there's always highs and lows and, you know, hills and valleys. But as far as the game goes, I don't see it slowing down for a while. The only thing that would make this game die is if they found a way to isolate new players to the point where when they jumped into this game, they weren't drawn in because they just could not do anything. Yes. And from everything that I've seen them doing, like, for example, flash events, and yep. using using uh, event characters so that lower uh, lower lower level players can get in on these events too. That was always a sticking point for me. Thinking back, if I were a new player, was seeing all these events pop up that you can't even do. You know. Yes. But now they're making it so a lot of them can be done by newer players. And uh, yeah, so I don't know how it will end that's the only thing i can think of that would bring it to an end you know what i mean well as far as general lifespan of it i think content's super important and like you said like newer players like if you're starting the game right now due to all the stuff that's in the game you kind of i mean they kind of need to give you like a beginner package almost and that's kind of what they did whenever they introduced ships they allowed you to get all these ships and all these character shards with those ships that really cuts mm-hmm. down on the farming required to use them. So I think the further that the game goes, they may have to implement a couple more of those. And something else that would be really good is if they would bring back these marquee events for newer players. So like maybe every three months. So if months, you've never done it. Yeah, yeah. Like if you weren't playing when they had the Phoenix one, like, you know, Every three months, the Phoenix Marquee event reappears. I think stuff mm-hmm. like that would really help increase the lifespan and the uh, stickiness of it for new players. Absolutely. And something that I thought about for new players as opposed to us right now, like new players are jumping into this game right now and thinking the content is unlimited, right? Because yeah. they've never played anything. They yep. don't haven't played all this stuff a thousand times. So they have a totally different experience no than question. we do right now where we're just sitting waiting for what's next, you know. So I'm glad you bring that up too cuz uh, I mean that's something that as you know the de- development team, that's something they really have to think about as far as how to keep everybody pleased. And it's kind of at the mm-hmm. point, like, new players, they're not really suffering at all. Like, it's all in-game players that aren't really being challenged. And mm-hmm. I guess that leads into my question of how it'll end. I think it'll end with either a terrible, terrible, terrible PR move regarding lack of new content or something. 
Yep, that seems to be the probably the one thing that would drop everyone out because I'm if they I don't think it's going to end this year. That's for sure. No, but I'm just saying, like, if they were to botch the introduction of this new content next month, that could drop a lot of players, especially after waiting so long, you know, so it's something like that. If this game ended next year, I would be pretty surprised. I mean, I I think it's got Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the lifespan of it's kind of whatever they want it to be. But at the same time, like you, you need to keep well, especially the when they're making new movies and new cartoons all the time. There's always new characters to put in, and along that's with the else. huge catalog of characters that yep. aren't even in the game yet. So, I mean, I think the game will probably be safe through Episode Nine for sure. I mean, just Star Wars is huge right now. It, you know, Star Wars is back, and this is one of the biggest mobile games for it. I don't see it going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. So getting back on track with our list of questions here. So let me... This one I kind of want to answer, see if my answer is the same as you. Actually, I don't even know if you have an answer. But anyways, when toppling the heroic AAT in Phase 2 and Phase 4, what order should I destroy the turrets and or B2 droids? So my team does better in Phase 2. So I usually just use them there. So and I don't really deal with the B2s correct? too much. Your princess Zodi That team. is my clone team. Yes. So, you know, some people are wincing, but I don't always hit every phase. So if I try to get into one, since I know I can do damage in phase two, I usually just hit that one. And it usually gets me top ten. So the turrets, right? I will shoot the top one. Most most frequently trying to get it down to at least half health and then work on the others. With fives, I will try to get slow on every one of them, including the main tank, if I can. And then I just kind of, with my lower hitters, I hit the ones that have low health. And with my big hitters, I hit the ones with big health. That way they whittle them all down at the same time. Yep. And then by that point, I can... AOE them all out or knock them down with three straight hits, one for each one, and that's how I do it. And it keeps me from killing one and then suddenly, you know, something happening where the tank takes a turn and I've lost one of my bonuses when the topple happens, you know? Yeah. So I try to just get it them all even until I can take them all out before the tank takes his turn. That way I get all the topple bonuses. What so. about the B2s? Where do they fall if you're doing P4? In phase four, I will kill one of the B2s with my heavy hitters and use the low hitters to keep going at the top turret until it's about halfway. And then I'll go take out the other B2 and then go back to the turrets. Okay. And just kind of rotate it that way. Pretty solid strategy. Not too dissimilar from what I do. I use First Order with Ewok Elder instead of First Order Stormtrooper in Phase Mm 2. And basically, I start out with First Order Officer, give him offense up and turn meter to TIE Fighter Pilot. And then I shoot one of the side cannons, turrets, whatever you want to call them. And then Mm -hmm. uh, Kylo AoEs. Gives everyone turn meter, then Phasma gives more turn meter, and I try to take the other one down, da- the other side turret down. 
So I basically try to get the two side turrets, either low yellow or red damage, and then I'll concentrate um, attacking on the top turret so that hopefully when uh, Kylo does his AoE after the main cannon does its first attack, I'll be in position to take all them out with one of Kylo's AoEs, you know, take out at least two of them, and then, you know, the third one's either already taken out or gets taken out next, and that mm-hmm. way I get all the bonuses. So that's kind of my strategy there. And then in Phase 4, I use a Rebel team with Wedge Lead, Biggs, uh, Lando, Leia, and R2. I'll usually use R2 to stun one of the B2s, then concentrate on the other B2, and then try to take the turrets out with AoE from Wedge and Lando, which is usually not too terribly difficult. So Makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Lando, man, that guy works well. He's pretty awesome. I wish I oh, had him. And <laughs> in that P4 team that I use, uh, R2's Zeta that I hate is actually quite useful because when it does that thing where it does the fire and all the DOTs, I mean, it, you know, they clear themselves rather quickly. So that's awfully nice. Yeah, for sure. Told you that I Zeta'd R2 this week, right? I remember you were talking about it. I don't remember you actually doing it. How do you like it? Number crunch, right? I did it and I like it. I did number crunch. Nice. So now he, because I did get him to gear 11 like I was talking about last week, and now he's in my arena team. Heck yeah. So I'm loving it. Yeah, I went to wedge, wedge lead, R2, uh, Kenobi, and uh, Beirut. I almost said Chase. Oh, (laughs) he won't catch me. Nice save. Yep. So it's working pretty good. I like it. It's pretty fun. And R2 is real fun. Very cool. Oh, and I don't have to sim against uh, mall teams anymore. Ah. I can beat them on my own. Nice. <laughs> That's always yes, good. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Personal regret in the game. What's your biggest regret? Now, this is a funny one because we've answered this before, but now the answer changes because my first regret was taking Kylo to six star no before I finally regret. quit. Yes. Now, love me some Kylo. So, yep. my next personal regret is probably uh, farming Chewbacca to seven stars. That's a good one. Only because, A, it's their favorite thing to give out shards for when they screw up. So, I would have got him seven star eventually somehow that way. And I don't use him at all. And he's a gear hog. So, even if I wanted to use him, he's already kicking me in the nuts again. So... <laughs> I think it's Chewbacca for me. Fair enough. Good answer. <laughs> How about you? Oh, man. I I guess I would say putting those Zetas on that stupid R2 ability, not Number Crunch, but the other one, um, Combat mm-hmm. Analysis. I, I mean, I kind of regretted Phasma, but I don't regret that anymore due to how good that freaking first order team is in phase two that's I actually have a lot of fun mm-hmm. with that trying to set up the speeds and turn order and everything that's a lot of fun um so that's actually made me enjoy raids again 
Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's really just that one Zeta. I don't really regret any any other Zetas that I can remember, and like I, I can't remember more than a year back as far as stuff that I regret. So yeah, that's gonna be my <laughs> answer. Gotcha. Okay. Next question. What's your best guess on how hardware will work for ships? Will it be like mods for tunes? It almost seems like Chopper is already hardware, but not quite sure. Icon for his ability on Phantom Ship screen looks similar. I don't know. I think think hardware is going to be gear. Basically gearing up a ship. That's my guess. It'll just add pure stats to the ships to make them better. That's my my assumption. I think it'll be a cross between that and mods. I think you'll be able to like equip different types of gear. Um, I think I've we talked about this before. I think I've mentioned this when we ships first or when we talked about hardware before. But I kind of think maybe Mm. you'll either be able to put on like um, a better booster or thruster or whatever, a better Hmm. laser or something along those lines. And that specific piece of hardware will either upgrade, you know, speed or defense or attack or whatever. So it'll be a way of increasing stats, like almost like mods where it's movable, but it won't be so lopsided, I guess, like, uh, you know, like mods are, I think it'll be a little bit more balanced in just general numbers and not vary quite so much. No one will be searching for the super speed hardware then. Yes. It'll actually be something balanced where none of them are heads and shoulders above the rest. Yes. That would be nice. That's kind of my thoughts. Next question. Benefits of saving currency and gear for unknowns like the Thrawn event. I'm in a good place myself for when Phoenix came out. I think I had about 10,000 Cantina currency. I always let myself sit around 10,000 Arena currency. And then I had Galactic War was a little different. I think I only had like 12 or like 4,000 of that at the time. But... As you can tell, if you have those things, they can definitely help you to get the characters you need faster, especially if you have the shards to refresh those shops. Like for at least to get them to five stars before Thrawn, the Thrawn event has started, I was using the refresh to get my extra shards every day. So I would be ready when he actually came out, mm-hmm. which I actually didn't need to do. But <laughs> yeah, there's it's... <laughs> It's it can definitely be helpful. Gear on one hand, I am not a gear hoarder myself. That well, take that back. I don't see green pluses and have to click them. Because my thought is always if I click that green arrow and the next person I really want to gear needed that green, yep, needed that piece of gear, I'm going to be pissed at myself. So saving gear is uh, something I do, but not to the point that some do. So, like, I won't hold off if I'm farming for Jin and she needs stun cuffs, but I think, oh, but someone might need stun cuffs next week. I'll still throw the stun cuff on Jin, you know? 
Yeah. So, but depending on what you want and what you like, if you wait to do that, it can be beneficial too, you know? And it's, and I think it's a totally different story when you build a gear spreadsheet for a new character that's coming out and save the gear that way, because you're doing it on purpose. And that can be really helpful, especially if you can get a character to gear 10 the day they come out for sure and throw them in wherever you were planning to use them. That can be really helpful. And I think that's a big difference between like gearing for someone and like gearing for unknown. So like if you're about to unlock General Kenobi and you start saving his gear, that's obviously a little bit different because you know how good he is. Like there's a lot of data on how good he is and if he's worth the gear or not. He's worth the gear, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Now, as far yeah. as saving gear for characters you don't know about, I think that really just depends on what you enjoy about the game. Like, I've gotten to where I save mm-hmm. a lot of gear because, for me, arena's important. I, like, I mean, I could spend a lot of gear that I've got and get a lot better damage in the raids, but eh, it's not worth it for me. So yeah. I'd rather kind of save that gear for if there's someone I want to gear up for arena. Like, uh... I've been interested in Ayla, so I took her to gear 10 this week and been using her some in my arena team. Very fun, and it was nice just being able to take her up without having to worry about it. Of course, now I'm back to farming that gear, but I don't really have any (laughs) goals as far as anyone I want to gear up other than maybe Barris. I'm considering putting Zetas on her for my Jedi team, but I'm not sure yet. Uh, So... I mean, as far as saving for the unknowns, it it just kind of depends on what you enjoy. Um, whatever your favorite aspect of the game is, just have fun with it and, you know, save save whatever you want once you get to a good point with your favorite part of the game. Yeah, my main thing with that is if you're always chasing what's next, you're never going to keep up with what's now. Yeah. So, yeah. I I'm not big on chasing what's next. Um I mean, I think just just build good characters that have that you can build good teams with and mm-hmm. don't don't waste gear. So, if you're sitting there thinking about <laughs> gearing up Cup cuz you think you can do something with him, quit being stupid. Don't do it. <laughs> Everyone told you no. There's a reason for that. <laughs> exactly. All right, the next question is, I have recently unlocked General Kenobi and my R2 is at seven stars. Both are underdeveloped as I've been working on Phoenix for the last few weeks. I am planning to finish Phoenix, so I'm ready for the next Thrawn event. After Phoenix is ready, then I'm going back to R2 and General Kenobi. My General Kenobi may be at seven star by that time I finish with Phoenix. Is that a good plan or bad? And I don't think that there is a right answer for this question. I, I disagree. I think it all depends I, on your... I think it's a bad plan. Do you? Uh, th- there's not that much that you really need to do for Phoenix. Um, I mean, you can kind of get them gear 8 and probably get thrown at 7 stars and then take Ezra maybe to gear 10, which isn't that difficult. Um, since he's your main damage dealer and then just build everyone around protecting him and you can probably still beat it there have been some guides out there on people that have beat it with mostly gear 8 characters which isn't that difficult so I kind of think that just going ahead and focusing on Kenobi and R2 
I mean, isn't a bad idea. Because it's going to be a while before we get Thrawn back anyway. And I think you may be giving up too much in Arena by not gearing up Kenobi right now. Well, I guess my only thought on that question with my answer was not thinking that ready meant everyone at gear 11, but ready meaning uh, somewhere around gear 8, gear 9, and everyone at 7 stars. So if that were the case, then okay. yeah. it wouldn't be so bad to get them to that point and move over. But if you were planning to gear them all to gear 11 to sit until he came back, probably not the best idea since they really don't have any place for anything at all right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess yeah, it depends you don't, if, on what you mean if, by ready. But Yeah, for sure. If you, But what you were talking about makes total sense because if you're thinking of waiting to go after general kenobi and r2 gear wise until you've geared up the entire phoenix team you might not even want them totally geared up because till someone figures out something that they're good at the only thing that they are good at is getting thrown so true as a team that is yep so next question who do you think will be the next three fleet commanders I put an answer down here and see if you agree. I put General Grievous, Thrawn, and Newt Gunray. Yep, agree. Those are my three guesses. I can't really think of anyone else that would really be that useful. I mean, Thrawn, obviously, for sure. I think General Grievous is pretty obvious, and Newt is useless for everything else, so you might as well give him a damn ship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep, that might be the one way to bring him back after the uh, the, the Newt nerf yep. of 2017. For sure. <laughs> what faction do you think is going to get the next faction pass? I have a theory on this. I'll okay. let you guess, and then I'll tell you if I or we had the same thing. Well, it's been a while since there's been a... I guess it hasn't been that long since there's been a faction pass. I, I kind of have two guesses. Um, I think it's either going to be droids or it's going to be Jedi. Uh, we have General Kenobi and obviously Qui-Gon's really good. There's some good Jedi, but there, but I mean, there's only a couple great Jedi. Everyone else is, yeah, they're, they're pretty good, but I would like to see them be a little bit better. And I think we could see that in August if, you know, the whole Luke thing is true. But if not, droids are basically useless in most aspects of the game at this point. They're nowhere near like what they used to be. I wouldn't be surprised to see something that made them great again. Those are really good guesses, actually. and kind of make me rethink mine, but I'm still going to say mine, just to be different. You know how they threw Ewok Scout on 9C? Uh-huh. recently so now he's got more hard nodes i yep. think we're gonna see a new ewok with an ewok pass that's i don't That'd know when cool. it would have to be this is the part that makes me second guess it right august isn't that far away and that's when they were talking about general or not general kenobi but a jedi luke yep. possibly coming into the game and that would obviously come with a jedi pass and that's a month away, month and a half away. So where would an Ewok pass fit in there? Who knows? So I was thinking Ewok, maybe that'll come in the future, but uh, I'm going to stick. 
I'm going to say either an Ewok or a Jedi one going off your idea there. Cool. That's my guess. And is the flash events enough to help with the gear grind? I will say this. I don't think it's enough, but it definitely helps because I've been running through tier three on the flash event every chance I get and get being able to get just five stun cuffs here, five more uh, pieces of pit raid gear or this and that through that definitely helps things. Absolutely. Totally. It's like adding an extra challenge in my opinion. Because yep. you only get five, but it does help. But definitely doesn't hurt, but I don't think it's enough. I mean, you get four attempts a day. So that's 20, essentially 20 pieces of gear, of purple gear that you can get every three days. I mean, that, that makes a pretty mm-hmm. big difference. And you're not having to spend any energy or, or anything to get it. So, yeah, big fan. <laughs> so put that comparison in, in place, right? For challenges that go reward gear, they're every three days, and then there's one huh. one day a week where all of them are there. I'll be damned. Yeah, never thought about that <laughs> way. Nice. So it's kind of like an extra challenge. Yeah, it is. But nice. So I don't I don't know if it's enough, but it's definitely helpful. Yep, agreed. <laughs> what could save ships? This is easy. <laughs> there are two things. Either a new, uh, it's new content, period, but either a new yep. game mode that incorporates characters and ships, or just giving us some freaking cantina battles for ships. Like, that would be so easy. Give us, yeah. you know, four or five little segments of, you know, ten battles or whatever, and give us something challenging to work on, and give us a reason to level up characters that use ships. Like, it's in their advantage to do it. Because it'll cause people to spend more crystals on the game to beat them. Why mm-hmm. not? Nope. The only thing I can add to that is making freaking ships farmable other than shipments. Yeah, Make shipments. them rewards for finishing these cantina battles you had. Totally agree. So I can farm ships like I do cantina for characters. Yep. And there's, I mean. there's been, you know, the uh, little, the bug or whatever it was on ship energy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. I'm hoping that along with what we think we know we're getting in a month, that is an extra added bonus that comes with it. We shall see. Yep, that we shall. What pieces of hard-to-farm gear are the best value? I.e., every time you see them, it's an auto-buy. I can tell you one that I buy every time I see it, and that is Mark III hollow projectors. That is the obvious answer to this question. However, (laughs) I don't buy them that much anymore because, honestly, these flash events have kind of kept me from buying them. I haven't needed them near as much. But I do think if there's nice. something you need, buying them is the only way to go. Yeah. For sure. Um, I think the... Uh, I mean, I really think uh, stun guns, stun cuffs are really good buys. And also the speed balls to give you six speed. I think if I have the crystals, I'll buy those bastards every time they come up because I cannot get enough of them. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. Yeah, the you're talking about the yellow ball. No, the, uh, the one that's yellow. No, the thermal detonators, the ones that add six speed in gear ten and eleven okay. on characters. There's a the yellow balls. So you have the 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 eyeballs. You have the challenge gear for yes. salvage, and then you got the other balls that go with it. Those are only seven hundred fifty crystals. For a full one, those are good. I don't buy, mind dude. buying those either. Those because that's a fifty. There's fifty of them you need to yep. finish one, or you can pay buy one for seven hundred fifty crystals, and those help me level up uh, Beirut pretty quickly. Just buying them rather than trying to farm them all for sure. Those gold eyeballs, the gold med packs, they're seven hundred fifty crystals, and there's another gear that's similar. Um, that those three are totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those one thing that you should watch lights. out for. Yeah. Just on PSA, don't buy stun gun salvage thinking it's a stun gun because you get really screwed. Because <laughs> it's it's more than a full stun gun, isn't it? To buy the salvage, and then you still need Carbontes? Oh, wait, no, no, no. Um, a full stun gun is, I think, 2,400 crystals, and just the stun gun salvage is 1,274. What am I thinking of? There's something where a full I, piece I, and then the salvage inside of it are sim- almost the same price. I know what you're talking like, about. Are you serious? I can't remember what it is, though. If you guys know, let us know in Discord so I can put that out there next time because I've done it before and I was super pissed. Yeah. So, yeah. This is a fun question. If all tunes were equal in every way, what team would you run? It's hard for Meaning me. Meaning if they were all meta, all every character could be meta, what would you run? Hmm. I think I would go back to my clone team with General Kenobi in for Rex because that team is super fun. The problem was it just never held and was easy to beat, so I just didn't leave it in there. But I love playing with the clones. It's This is kind of hard for me to answer, so I'm kind of going to avoid the question in a way, but I'm going to say my old Lando lead with IG-88, Jedi Knight, Anakin, Stormtrooper Han, and Old Ben. Like, if that team nice. could still work now, because it was so easy to make it work like a machine, make mm-hmm. it operate perfect every time, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I remember talking about that one a lot. Yep. I like those very mechanical teams. A lot of fun. <laughs> What's next? Well, that's it for the. That's it for the more serious questions. Now we've got the other questions. So, um, first question. I think I can answer it for myself at least. How are you guys so awesome? I know that I was born this way, and I've just always been this way. So, 
It comes natural for me. I don't know about you. I'll be honest. It wasn't so easy for me. I kind of had to work towards it. Um, and then, you know, I had to hit puberty to where I could grow a beard. And then once I once I grew my beard out, it just kind of happened. So, yeah, that's my answer. That makes sense. Beard is definitely an upgrade yeah, to sure. the awesomeness. Yep. It's probably why we both have one. Probably so. So. <laughs> Where are the two of you from, and how did you meet and decide to do a podcast? So this one's kind of funny. I am from Phoenix, Arizona, and you are from? I am from basically from Norman, Oklahoma. Okay. Very far apart. I've never been to Norman. I don't know if you've ever been to Phoenix. I have never been to Phoenix. So there you go. But how did we meet? Well, I started Shattered Order Guild, invited a bunch of people to join, and Wink just happened to be one of them. And so we were in our guild for a while, a couple months, and uh, I just threw out a question into guild chat, wondering if anyone did podcasting or wanted to do podcasting, saying that I wanted to do a podcast about the game, and that's when Wink messaged me in a DM and said... That it was something he had been interested in also. Yep. So from there, we just kind of planned out how we were going to do it, when, where, how we would post it to iTunes and everything else, and just kind of ran with it. And the rest is history, and you all know how that first episode went. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. It was kind of of weird the way it worked out. So we've never actually, like, met Matt, but... You know, I've seen your post on the forums when guilds first started and the whole, uh, what was it, uh, hardcore or hardcore casuals. The hardcore casuals. Yep, that, that <laughs> sold me. I was like, hell, I'm in. I think I was probably like, I don't know, the 15th, 20th person to join or so. So I was one of the earlier mm-hmm. members. And then, yeah, like you said, you mentioned podcast and I was pretty interested. I like talking a lot. So, uh Yeah, that's basically how it got started. And what's funny is the podcast at first wasn't even going to be like a public thing. We were only doing it for our guild as kind of like a way to just talk and build the community a little bit. And then, you know, some people were like, you know, it's pretty good information. Y'all should kind of stick it out there. So we're like, all right, we'll put it out there. And now it's just kind of grown into a thing, which is super cool. Never expected like to have this little community built around the podcast rather than the guild. So it's been a fun experience for sure. That's and that, and when you hear these stories of people that run like let's say Twitch streams or their YouTubes or those types, that's the way it always starts out, right? Yep. Until you get the people that are into it, you start putting out good content on a weekly basis where people know when it's going to be there and the, the stuff just grows. It's crazy. Yep. I didn't ever think that I would be a part of something like that, but here we are, and I love it. Yep, it's been a lot of fun. And one more little, one more little fun tidbit about our podcast. Me and you had never spoken vocally. That is until true. <laughs> about ten minutes before that first podcast. Yep. So that made it even more awesome. Yeah, we did all of our planning through text, and <laughs> then it was like, hey. I'm Dan. You ready to uh, record a <laughs> podcast? Yep, yeah, that was pretty funny. Our first podcast, boy, that was something, wasn't it? 
<laughs> I go back and listen every once in a while. I do too. It's kind of fun. So you talked about having two beers on your desk at the beginning of that, and it made me think of this question. And basically someone asked, have you thought about doing a six-beer podcast? Six beers in an hour, one every ten minutes during the podcast. I want to take this one. Um, We haven't thought about that specifically, although as interesting as that would be, that would be fun. But one thing we have talked about is just getting completely hammered one Friday or Saturday night. And just doing like a live Q and A type thing, like anything goes Q and A. That would be if, so if, much fun. If we had done a Q and A in the state I was in last night, oh my god, no one would ever forget. Oh my god, I can't even breathe. No what, one would ever forget. What state were you in last night? What was it, inebriated? Ah. Uh. The inebriated so, state. How, what is the drunkest you've been on this podcast? On this podcast? Yes. Good question. It would depend on... I think generally you're... I think you've been sober more often than I have. I've had a... There have been a few episodes Probably. where I was well, pretty see, hammered. you got to wait... you got to wait longer for me than I have to wait for you because of the time zones. So you, ha- you yeah. get a little bit extra oomph. In your uh, drinking time, that is so totally it makes true. sense. Yeah, if the roles were reversed, you'd be the host of the podcast, and I would just be—I'd be the one uh, the sitting back rambler. because I couldn't speak. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. That's you're right on spot on, bro. <laughs> Six beer podcast. Even if we both didn't do it, I would try it. I just have to mute my mic and down the beer. Unless you guys wanted to hear it to prove it happened. But I'm pretty sure by the sixth beer, you'd know I was trashed. I think that would be fun. Like, I would have no issue doing that. Just do the beer swaga podcast. And every 10 minutes, you have to have a beer drink. So, well, that'd be entertaining. I'll think of it this way. This is how my night started last night is almost the same exact idea here. Because... (laughs) Before the game started, we went to the bar across the street from Chase Field to get beers there because they're cheaper than inside. But we only had like 30 minutes before the game started, and I had three 16-ounce beers outside. So that's three in 30 minutes. Pretty Mm. much the same idea. And that's how the night started, along with three 24-ounces inside. It, it, It got nasty. Things went crazy. (laughs) I felt like I was back in the Navy. (laughs) The the drunk sailor came back out. Well, we'll save the drunk sailor talk for the uh, Q&A that will be very, um, you know, R-rated, I'm assuming. Oh, man. You get me that drunk, start asking me uh, sea stories from the Navy. You'll really love what comes out of my mouth. Will a hybrid raccoon slash chase team be the new meta? I, I, we didn't get a rancor tune, so I'm not sure that they're going to give us a raccoon tune. But possibly. Oh, look at that! I read it right <laughs> off that person's questions and did not fix it. Whoever did that to me, I said chase because of your question. It was supposed to be Beirut. Good job, Dan. Not liking you much. 
<laughs> Fail. All this sangria. Yeah, that that would be cool. Um, was it a uh, oh, dirty trash panda? <laughs> dirty, yes. Is that what it is? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's Guardians what's of the that Galaxy. That was funny. Um, yeah, I would love to see the Trash Panda Beirut team. That would be really fun. <laughs> I like the next question to go with it. What three raccoons should I use with Beirut? I'm considering Rocky and Roadkill under a rabid <laughs> raccoon lead. Thoughts? I think the rabid <laughs> raccoon lead is essential. Like, I, I don't know how you can yes. not use him as lead. Um, and uh, Roadkill, I, I'm assuming he's going to be the tank. And since he's already dead, you're not going to be able to kill him. So once he starts taunting, man, it should be over. Like, that's basically yeah, unlimited nasty. health. He'll start... He'll... <laughs> He'll have the same thing as a Scarf Rebel Pathfinder. He'll just keep coming <laughs> back. How do you yeah. kill this bastard? I ran you over four times. Got nice. blood all over my car. Jeez. All right, this one's fun. What is your favorite classic movie? Now, this would take on a whole new meaning if I was like 15 to what a classic movie was. But since it's 2017, I'm going to answer in my movie's are considered classic to me. Okay. So, first one is my favorite movie ever, Back to the Future. My second favorite movie is Tombstone. Your, Those are the two classics to me. Um. Yeah, Back to the Future is good, but eh. Tombstone, <laughs> that was going to be my answer. I freaking love that movie. It is, oh, it's so good. So that's such an amazing movie. It is. It's amazing. That's. I'm kind of surprised that we kind of have the same answer on that question. But yeah, I could watch Tombstone all day long. Oh, I back to back to back all day long. Yep. Wouldn't no even questions. get bored. Yep. Totally. There are just agree. so many good quotes from that movie. Oh, it's amazing. It, yeah. If you haven't <laughs> seen Tombstone, do us a favor and go watch it this week. It. And if you don't like it. Don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something wrong. You won't with like you. our response. Like, get out of here. <laughs> crunchy or creamy peanut butter. This is easy. It's crunchy. Right, who the hell likes creamy yep. peanut butter? You gotta have you gotta have that something, otherwise it's all Some just freaking sticks to, to your mouth and shit. No, I, it's gotta be crunchy. Always crunchy. Next question. When is Wink going to gear up his clones? Gee, I wonder who asked this question. Never, McMull. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I don't understand this next question. Who will be the June character? My guess is Thrawn. I'm pretty sure about it, too. <laughs> <laughs> if you meant July... I have no idea. But I know June, and that was Thrawn. <laughs> well, I mean, wouldn't the June... <laughs> just, uh, that was hard mind. for you to get out there. No, I'm just like... How many I'm games just... are you actively playing right now? Well, Currently, I mean, I'm recording a podcast, so... Yeah, so zero. I'm not playing any games actively, yeah. If you're However, talking about over the course of a week, I yeah. play Galaxy of Heroes, I play 
Overwatch, I play Heroes of the Storm, and I play Rocket League. Those are my main ones. I play Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes and Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's it. Nice. Makes sense. Sometimes we have to adult, and that sucks. Oh, well. (laughs) What can you do? Yeah. Grin and bear it, they say. (laughs) Why am I asking questions when it's asking for answers? Screw you. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I screwed up that poll real bad. Okay. I only put that in here once, but I think it was in the actual questions about six or seven times. Oh, God. That's You're welcome. You were supposed to answer like... uh, I don't even... Next time we'll play Jeopardy with the, the poll. Oh, that's a good idea. I like it. That would actually be really <laughs> funny. Swagot Jeopardy. The new segment no coming next week. No one answered my week. Jeopardy question in the in the Guild Discord. So I'm going to read it to you and see if you can answer it. Okay. Let me find it. Hold on. Do 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 do, do, do. Keep going. We're almost there. Okay. <laughs> Song's over. Oh, damn I think I butchered the end of it. Wasn't great. I don't watch Jeopardy, though. Don't expect me to know the basically, song. It said, basically, it said... Basically, it said... Oh, God. What did it say? I don't Something know. Something about... I was a former glory. I was a former glory... Of the arena meta. But now the only time you see me, if I'm on a team, it's because someone wants me to die. Who is old Ben? (laughs) There you go. Yes. That's who it was. But no one answered it. Really? We were all talking about Jeopardy, and I put out an answer, and no one asked the question. Okay. Oh, come on. We seriously need to make this into a segment. Oh, yeah. Here it was. I was a prominent meta leader in the early days. Lately, if I'm ever seen in arena, I'm undergeared and wanted to die quickly. <laughs> nice. We should do that. That would be fun. Yeah, I like it. We'll have to start working on that. We'll make a new drive document and just add answers in there as we go. That would be really fun. <laughs> All right, look for that next week. La- yeah. Last thing, a lot of uh, questions from unknown sources asking when uh, Mick Mull and Grande Patron would be back on the podcast. I don't know who asked these questions, but uh, actually, I'm pretty sure I know who asked them, but I saw what you said, and uh, I was thinking, Wink, you know, maybe if we decided we wanted to take a week off, we could get Mick Mull and Grande to just run the podcast for us. What do you think? I bet we could, and then I bet everybody <laughs> would be so damn excited for us to be back, they would never take us for granted again. I know. Maybe that we need to do this for us, not for them. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. Uh. Oh, well, everybody, thank you for asking the questions. And if your question didn't get answered, we have it still, and we will be looking at these as we go with all these weeks with no content. So... We might be asking for more. We'll add in the ones from Thrawn when we feel like we can answer them better. For sure. And uh, yeah, that's where we're at. So, And I think something I think- we need to do soon is that, you know, drunk as hell, 
Q&A thing. Uh, so if you're curious about when we're going to do that, we'll probably announce that on Discord. And whether, you know, we actually, like, turn it into an actual podcast that comes on the, sh- you know, on the stream. I don't know. Maybe something that we only post on Discord. We will see. But I think that would be a lot of fun. Just, you know, just, mm-hmm. just get drunk and ramble. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sounds good to me. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you. We have managed to go an hour and a half again with no information this week, so I'm pretty proud of that. I don't know how many of you stuck this long, but appreciate you, too. So we will be back again next week with the unofficial one-year podcast because it'll be number 52. Ooh. And uh, we'll see what happens then. So we appreciate you. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week. Later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.